Bam. Oh, yeah. And we're off to the races. <laughs> I, know. I don't really have anything like fun to talk about I mean, this morning to yeah. like, kick it off. Just the birds are chirping. The, the, the birds cup are chirping. Mud. I got a cup of mud. I, I got a. Uh, I I do want to take a, a moment to to say to our audience that we uh-huh. are coming at you from. Uh, it is now 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, An unprecedented so, time for us to record. Yeah. So so today, welcome to WRRTI's Morning Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have the weirdest energy today. <laughs> Holy shit! You know, I can't believe you planned that. I I was honestly trying to think of a way to fit in like River to Run Suit in the morning, but uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're up better. early, motherfuckers. Jim has been up. <laughs> Jim, oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> Are you ready for this? No, don't be dun, sorry. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh my God! You see, oh, I don't have that one. I'm sorry. I have been up for approximately half an hour. Um, oh, I have been up for see for almost five hours. That's the thing is, I'm the I'm late to this energy. I have I had to wait to brew myself a cup of mud before I had to record because I just couldn't I couldn't do it yeah um, loving, uh, listen I uh, love and make an iced coffee at home right now yeah uh, but my well someone downloaded a soundboard app <laughs> no way yeah, I love this I love is that, is that what yes. happened yes no fucking way man <laughs> Uh, so I've been the quality of this podcast old... has skyrocketed because so of the fucking it's, soundboard. It's a good thing that we have this weird morning zoo energy today because this episode is terrible. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh what my God. else so is new? Dumb. As Listen, I understand that this is how TV works, right? That they like lay out a mystery and then they do have to wrap it up quickly. But also... Yeah, um, yeah but they did a terrible job of laying it out. Fuck, this is stupid. And the way they oh, wrap man. it up... We, there was there was two hundred scenes in the last few episodes, of them playing like they thought he was dead, privately because they knew that we the audience were watching, yeah. when everybody in the scene was in on it, yeah. And there was no reason for them to do that, except to fool us the stupid viewers, and it it right. was so so tiring. And now here in this episode, we we see flashbacks to all of those scenes where they're like, but Jughead is super extra dead. Is what we would have said. <laughs> and it's like, oh my fucking God. Where they show like the rest of the scene that they didn't show us in the previous episode. And it's Jim, like, by the uh, way, that was a really good Krusty the Clown impression. That was a yeah, really it was good really Krusty the Clown laugh. It, it's just these last couple episodes have been so exhausting. Well, good news. And it's mercifully, the, the Jughead is dead plot seems to be over, probably. Long live Jughead. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we just have to see if they can remember that Chick and Charles are evil and there's the VHS tapes. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they'll remember Wait, that. Hold on. What what episode is this? 16? 16. We got three more. I was going to say they have three more episodes to What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you needed a whip. <laughs> I guess Oh god. I guess I did. I I didn't know I did, but I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
but okay, let's let's actually get get through the like beginning part of the episode. Um <laughs> I don't have anything good here except a soundboard. Hit a button. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Matt's friend, John Cena. <laughs> the identity uh, of my friend is finally revealed. It's John Cena. It, my, this is a Riverdale runs through it. It's a podcast with Pep. It's a podcast with uh, Pep, baby. And, and uh, Morning Zoo Energy. And Morning Zoo. Jim, I yeah. really need to tell you, uh, my some of my nephews have taught my mom. The, like John Cena wave your hand in front of your face thing. Oh no! They taught, her, they taught her that movement, but they in no way explained what it means or when to do it. Oh, oh great, great, Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god. To be god. fair, I have no idea what it means or when to do it. Also, it means you can't. It means see you can't. See, yeah, you can't see him. But Why does waving your hand in front of your face mean that you're invisible? Well, that was just his like signature move back yeah. in the day with his WWE know. days. It, only John Cena can answer that, okay? How could you not see him? Time. The guy is like six four and uh, weighs oh, three hundred right, pounds. But he's just like so good at fighting and so yeah. fast that you can't see him. It's and, just like, a, waving it's, his hand. Yeah, John Cena has become a meme, and a part of his memehood is that you cannot see him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Invisible. Symbolizes that by waving his hand in front of his face. Anyway, yeah. because because my mother knows that this is a thing that the youths do. Oh God! I. Wow. <laughs> what? She just Jim... <laughs> will occasionally bust it out at inappropriate moments, and I love it. I have never encountered more joy in my life <laughs> wow. than seeing my mother at a family <laughs> gathering, like do a good a good play at a card game. And then wave her hand in front of her face. And <laughs> I mean, that seems really appropriate, right? Is that? Oh, like God. that would be a good so time. Good. Yeah. Uh, Jim. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Matthew. <laughs> oh boy. You see now? Okay. I. Uh, the half life on this soundboard has quickly diminished. I, I don't so know, man. Yeah. No, 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 You understand. I think it's... Is I have... Now I just have to be always on my toes to expect some sort of soundboard sound. <laughs> it's not... Oh, boy. All right. Um, what happened last week? Gang? Yes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. Jughead is, in fact, alive and breathing. Holy um, shit. Yeah, he agreed to be yeah. a cuck for this um, week. Amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, Donna and Brett, B double dubs, are like hawks. They're they're like they're really getting in. Well, Donna is because Donna's spiraling out. Spiraling out. Um, th they make a fake funeral with a closed casket, and uh, Donna tries to get Brett to open it, and Brett's like, okay. Um, they he don't really actually, is the worst. Yeah, they don't actually open the casket. Uh, Brett is stopped before he can do that, and everybody's like, "Well, what the fuck?" And Brett's like, "Well, I was told to." So mm. there, it's okay that I did that. Um, then, boy, uh, I mean, just everybody's so broken up. 
that Jughead is uh, is dead, uh, especially Betty, and she finds solace in Archie's big muscular arms, um, and they make out in the music room, and then uh, everybody's told about it, and Veronica freaks out, um, but don't worry, it's all part of the plan, and uh, then Donna like sticks to Betty like glue, and Betty goes to the bunker to eat alone, which I mean, eat some dick, but. Um, eat alone with she, three milkshakes. Exactly. Eat alone with three milkshakes. And uh, Donna busts in, and it's uh, Betty and Archie. Surprise, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Betty, got <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim, I can't see you. You have an ample opportunity to get me. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm a bad person. So, uh, oh, God. Yep, that surprised me so much. It got rid of my train of thought. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, oh it, Donna, the, Donna the, busted Archie, around them Donna, in the, yeah. the bunker, right. and I said, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Archie, and, <laughs> Archie and Betty were making out in the bunker, and they were like, what the fuck? Get out of here. Um. But turns out but Jughead... But there were three milkshakes. But there were three milkshakes. Jughead was under the bed. That kinky motherfucker. Um, and it's revealed that, like, Jughead was saved by his fucking beanie, which so the dumbest ridiculous. shit I've ever heard. Uh, dumbest shit I've ever heard. I, I, the thing that's much more reasonable is that they just didn't hit him hard enough. Yeah. Whoever hit him was maybe a little... Uh, little piss baby. Whoever know? hit him was maybe a foot shorter than him and 50 pounds lighter than him and just didn't yeah. have the physical strength to swing a rock hard enough to kill him. Yeah. And, you know... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Could maybe. Who, could, who yeah. could say? You know? And, but, and somehow uh, walked up behind him and hit him in the free, front. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Because he has the scar on the fucking front of his yeah, face. Yeah, scars on the front of his head. Jesus Christ. They show uh, him in this episode getting hit with the rock from behind. <laughs> well, maybe it's he, amazing. <laughs> he just fell forward onto another rock, Jim. It's the forest floor. There's rocks on there. Um, so, so, yeah. I mean, that's it. I think, uh, oh, FP quits sheriffing. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm coming back around on this. Okay. That was good. Quick journey um, around it was. Holy shit. I, I fucking flipped like a pancake for this, uh, for this goddamn soundboard. All right. My fucking soundboard is going to be the best thing about this episode, I can tell you. <laughs> Oh boy, it's just gonna be. It's oh, it is not a good episode of television. Oh man, well it's gonna be a good episode of podcasting. So, the, I think I honestly think that's it. Uh, the people who know Alice was brought into the fold by the end of the episode. Um, Doctor Curdle is in on it. The whole yep. Scooby Gang's in on it. FP is in on it. Yep. And I. And Archie's I think now, mom. Oh, okay. So uh, Archie's mom is in on it, and now Alice is. But Hiram is not. Like, the Lodge parents are not, along with Hermosa, which is also, she's also doing a little, like, investigation. Um, uh, by, like, visiting all the parents and asking them about what 
the kids told them. So there's that whole thing. Uh, yeah. Again, I all the parents are in on it, it, so there's no value to them telling the parents different stories. Well, almost all the parents are in on it because Hiram is not. Uh, yeah, but they also she didn't tell Hiram a story about why she came home naked, did she? I feel like there was a scene where she came home and. Oh, maybe she did. I mean, it, I, I, I can't remember. I didn't watch the. I haven't watched it yet. So yeah, there must have there must have been a scene where she tells. There had Hiram, to be but, because it it just was the the time in the episode for everybody to come home and be like, ah. Uh. Yeah, it's so, just man. You know, keeping one person in the dark. But honestly, I would not be surprised if by the end of this season, Hiram just is like, oh yeah, I knew Jughead was alive the entire time. Uh yeah, because he has nodes. Because he's got nodes. Yeah. He's super sick. Yeah, he's very sick. Ah, he's like fucking ripping kickflips at the skate park. <laughs> <laughs> he's so sick. <laughs> he's doing triple tray flips and 900s. It's fucking sick. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. We got a lot of uh, scenes from Flash Forwards in the last episode as well. Uh, or over the last two episodes. But, yeah. I believe that I have done my job in uh, explaining last week's episode. Explaining where we're at. This is, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah really I just guess, setting the stage, you know? Yeah, I guess that means I have to talk now about this. Yeah. I mean, show. honestly, we yeah. could just kind of, we could just do another meh, hour and 15 minutes of silence. <laughs> that might be nicer. Yeah. This is... Well, actually, every 15 minutes, Jim just hits another button on Jim, the sound. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's the whole podcast. It's like the worst guided meditation of your life. Every five, it's silence, and then every five minutes, a soundboard <laughs> clip. Just, just Honestly, I feel in. like our, our show is already the worst guided meditation of your life. Oh, for sure. Oh, I've I would just... Definitely. Definitely encountered worse. I was just mm, I would just okay. love it if it was like a like a all right everybody uh, hear the sound of my voice you're in a you're on a nice beach the waves are crashing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> breathe in feel feel your feet on the sand and uh, the <laughs> and then it's like and his name is <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Right. Here we are, right. season four, episode the, sixteen. The only thing oh this app doesn't have going for it is that once the sound plays, if you click on the button again, it just stops. It doesn't start it again. Well, that does. That so that's a struggle. A minor flaw. That's, yeah, that's that's a, that's a minor flaw. I say you come back next week with a different, better soundboard app, Jim. Mm, mm. Next week, yeah. I don't think I can have a soundboard again. Okay, fair enough. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think this is a great this is a great episode this to is, have a soundboard for. This is the best episode to have a soundboard yeah. for. Yeah, because we have that morning zoo energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any morning zoo time is soundboard time. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right, we re we ready? Oh, I've I've been ready. All right. This episode is called the locked room. It's All right. not, it's not really a movie, although there was a. TV movie in the UK in 1952 called The Locked Room. But what what this wow. is, is uh, it's The Locked Room is a, a type of mystery you see in media. Um, it's kind of a standard in crime fiction. And it looks, it's where a mystery where like, it looks impossible for anybody to have done the murder because you like, 
Yeah, it's uh, Murder on the Orient Express. It's... Murder in the Rue Morgue is like more one where like the person, they were found murdered inside of a locked room and there was no sign of forced entry. I also, I hate that story. I just want to say. <laughs> I hate that story well, because the answer is it's an orangutan that a sailor like released into the city. That was so stupid. I, what? The, oh, it sounds like Riverdale. Like, yeah. It's a thing you could never possibly have guessed. Yeah. That's fucking, at, yeah, that is quintessential Riverdale. It's That's like if J.J. Awesome. Abrams wrote Riverdale. <laughs> well, the Edgar Allan Poe was bringing some Charles Whitlock energy back in the day when he wrote Murder in the Rue Morgue. Also, Rue Morgue, like, can you try to be a little bit subtle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Murder on Dead Street? <laughs> how about how about Murder on Skull Alley? <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's also important to note that this this episode has, like, says, like, oh, it uses the phrase locked room in a very different way than I understand it. Um, yeah, this episode a is not actually way, a locked room While it locks people in a room, because yeah. of course. Oh. Yeah, it's a bottle episode and eclipse episode rolled into one. It's not a yeah. locked room whoa. mystery it's at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's yeah. so much to do with one episode. A bottle yeah, episode and a locked room. Jesus Christ. The the only set in the episode is the the classroom and uh, there's like a second in the the FBI jail cell. Oh, okay. That wow. Uh, apparently the FBI is real now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh also and they have a 1950s ambulance. I had to look up when this episode aired. It aired on March 11th. Okay, so it aired just a few days before lockdown. It aired while we were at sea. It aired while oh we were God, at sea. Oh, my God. It aired. Holy uh, shit. And I had to look it up because Jughead's opening monologue is about how weird it is to just be stuck in a bunker forever. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and he was there for, like, eight days, ten yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had to look up when it aired. Is like, wait, are people, like, two weeks into lockdown and watching Jughead monologue about how pretending about, to be dead is uh, making him start to feel dead and that his <laughs> the bunker's like a tomb and he has no sense of time passing because damn dude um you have a watch like or a phone you have yeah. a, you have a sense of time passing yeah. you, you know what's beat. a great way to visualize time passing is watching all of those candles burn down to little nubbins exactly That's yeah and also while very also for your brain uh, and your psyche periodically still having sex with your girlfriend yeah. Yeah, still having some human contact there, yeah. bud. Doesn't seem that bad. People come in and out. They bring you food from restaurants. They bring you milkshakes. Yeah. From uh, restaurant. From... <laughs> there's only one. Oh, I love a burger from restaurant. Oh, my God. I do. I... <laughs> you know, sometimes I think the sounds are going to cut off it at some point. <laughs> But really, those are full bites. Like, they're full yeah, They're samples. not small clips. No, those they're are really, not. I really love the kids cheering noise. That's really great. <laughs> One of the streamers that I watch plays it sometimes. And it makes I, me so happy. Can I make a motion to have that be the new uh, warehouse sound instead of the... the <laughs> <laughs> instead of the... It's the... Yay! Sure, I, the, the warehouse for low noise. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Motion That's denied. Okay. Uh, but I will <laughs> make a different motion that we re- we replace the air horn with the "Are you ready for this?" sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I second the motion. <laughs> uh, 
All right. All opposed. Uh, All right, we've great. Done We're it. doing it. We've yeah. done it. Okay, great. Uh, Jughead uh, also takes this time to remind us that he is fucking insufferable, okay? He doesn't well, like the do? um, obituary that was printed in the Riverdale Register. He oh, calls it perfunctory. Off, uh, okay, man. He is he does, pretty functory, if you ask me. Yeah, he does like the one that Betty put in the blue and gold. Like, yeah, of course, you probably fucking wrote it. You for yeah, sure he absolutely Honestly, wrote that for Yeah, him. you definitely wrote that shit. Yeah. Uh, and also, he absolutely watched his his wake on a live stream um, from a camera that Betty had set up in the house. Damn. They really did just... Uh, he was absolutely being like... I, I, yeah. Oh boy, sorry. My he was he was the out. least isolated he could possibly be in that. Also, bunker. like I I really feel like they could have like done some sort of background shot with Jughead in a beard at his own funeral because he they were talking about how he was obsessed with that in the one book that they read. Oh yeah, like he, he that could have definitely been a thing that happened. You know, he's like, like in a hoodie in the in the fucking corner with sunglasses on. Meanwhile, Jughead is still, like, logging into his Warcraft account and doing all of his daily quests. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's doing all his raids in Diablo 3. <laughs> he's yeah. just... Oh, he's, God. like, he's the least possibly isolated a fake dead guy could possibly be. It's Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's acting like it was the, the worst time of his life. Yeah. Uh, th then we get a little scene of like, oh, remember how Archie and Betty are pretending to be together now and Veronica's pretending to be mad about it and everybody's cool and nobody nobody's confused or wants to kiss their good friends. Um, right. And then we start to get clips of like, who knew? Jellybean always knew. So when, when Betty was like, hey, JB, do we still have fake blood? <laughs> Jellybean's response was like, oh, is this for Jughead? I know he's not dead. Damn, Jamie. is what she I mean, would have said. Okay. Oh, I see. It's okay. it's the whole episode is that. Yeah. God. Oh, a, a scene that we've already seen with the little bit extra that proves that that person was in on it. Yeah. And it's like, uh. Uh huh. Uh, uh, they told Betty told FP after he sent the rock off with Charles. There's this little clip where uh, Betty's at the sheriff's office and FP is like. Well, I sent the rock with Charles to Quantico, and she's like, well, it's going to come back saying it's corn syrup. So. Because your son's alive. Yeah. Which means that, here's what I hate about this. FP was doing literally nothing to find his son. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, JB had to be like, you can ping you his can phone. Call him. He had not initiated uh, a search and this was all but, while he still thought Jughead was missing or dead but yeah, when JB but says also, that you can ping his phone he's already in on it and so is JB at that time but also he had to he had to be under no the that was I'm pretty found... sure that happened before they found the rock that happens before the rock yeah okay. did did they can you identify the, the body before the <laughs> mm, I don't I don't have that one sorry uh, did they find the body before or after they found the rock after hunters found the rock oh okay Whoa. oh oh you okay sugars How that's my sugars? that's my sugars being high but i gave myself a shot so it should be okay, okay. um and it took diabetes while, it took a while for somebody to find the rock because 
the fancy school kids had to make a second rock and put it out there. Oh, right. Yes. And then the third rock was created. Yeah. So the initial period of FP being like fully nonchalant and not really caring that his son was missing or dead was when he thought his son could reasonably be missing or dead. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Jesus Christ. Archie, of course, told his gay mom because he just couldn't help himself. I mean, that tracks. Archie's dumb. Uh, Here's why Veronica told Hermosa, and this is very funny to me. Veronica told Hermosa because Hermosa assumed that Betty killed Jughead to be with Veronica. Now that, that would be the twist of the century. I'd rather watch that that season of television. I want to watch that show. Because that shit. Yeah, Hermosa is like a super clever, um, reminding us again, licensed private investigator. Yes. Right. Uh, And she jumps to exactly the wrongest possible conclusion. Yeah, the worst one. (laughs) Nobody, nobody, they just be by now, Hermosa. It's fine. Yeah. I would say. It's 2018. More dudes should be by. Exactly. (laughs) I would say the, the most right conclusion for our hearts, but for our. Our real world, you know, perception, it's the wrongest. Yeah. The most wrong. Uh, and so at this point, Veronica hires Hermosa, asks for a family discount, and tells her the truth. Um, yeah, so we did kind of know Hermosa was in on it because she gives them the piece of paper at the end that has, of the end of the last episode, that has the groundbreaking information that breaks the whole motivation of the case wide open. Oh my god. That they can't tell us because they don't know what it is yet. They don't tell oh, us until right. the very end of this episode also. So they keep doing annoying things where, where they're, like, talking around the information they know about Donna and refusing to tell us. Yeah. He uh, Jughead, in the beginning, does say that it's not a whodunit because yeah, that's, we that's know who did it. It's a why done it. scene is it's not a whodunit. Right. It's, a, it's a why done it. Um, and that's the other thing that was annoying me this entire season was that there's yeah. no motivation for them to kill Jughead whatsoever. I thought of you immediately when they said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they did find the key piece of information. It's a key piece of information is about Donna. And so now it's time to go blow fancy school out of the water. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Fine. I forgot, I forgot to note. Was that where the title card was? I forgot to write it down. I couldn't take notes for this episode because i was too angry yeah that's fine so anyway <laughs> well so i just kind of absorbed school. it the best i could i'm i'm sorry <laughs> that's fine at fancy school the much smaller class now minus jonathan and jughead by the way nobody gives a shit about jonathan i mean that yeah the entire show has completely forgotten about him they like kind of mention that he they probably that these kids probably also killed Jonathan and then never bring it back up again and there's no punishment for it. Yeah, one of them says he got food poisoning and that's why he's not here. When directly asked like by the way did you kill Jonathan? Don is like, "Oh, he he had has food poisoning." He had has she actually has. says that. Had yeah. had, had. had. <laughs> because he's dead and then covers yeah, it as has. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then then they in that same moment they explain that Joan is the one that hit Jughead on the back of the head and gave him the scar on the front of his head, even though she's a foot shorter than him and fifty pounds lighter than him, she couldn't possibly hit him hard enough to kill him. Yeah, not She's the not one that did it. Not Jonathan, who's the size and, and shape to properly hit him on the head and kill him. <laughs> like, 
Um, I mean, he could. I will say the scar in the front of his head. He, you fall forward when you're unconscious. Sure, sure. Also, uh, how much blood do they think comes out of a non-fatal wound? Five pints. Because, like, oh, all of their clothes scalps? are ruined with blood. Scalps do bleed, yes. Scalps but... bleed like fucking crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, but not like, like the we killed a person and must burn all of our clothes because they're drenched in blood kind of crazy I actually blood. Dis- I disagree with you on this. Uh, my brother had like a, he, as a child, he minored in cutting his scalp open. <laughs> I have heard a lot of stories about my uncles. He uh, fucking injuries. loved to spice up a day by managing to cut his scalp open. And you look like fucking Carrie. A little cut on your scalp bleeds well, just so, gush. so much. Looks like fucking Carrie. Jesus. Uh, this is really but, insane. Like, even when they burn their clothes, they know that Jughead is alive. Yes. <laughs> right, but they, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. So, like, they're covering up a murder that they know did not happen. But they were advised so, by the FBI. It's so dumb. Just every aspect of this is so, so dumb. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, fancy school, this smaller class now is studying, of course, crime and punishment. What else would they be studying? Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course they are. And uh, as right. Professor yeah. du- DuPont asks if they have any takes on Dostoevsky's take on morality, Jughead and they're, Betty come walking into the class. Woo, they're woo, woo, studying woo. a book that would take Wait, teens nine months Wait. to read. They yeah. just walk in? They just Jughead walk in. just walks in. They just walk yeah. right in. Uh, what? And this gives this gives Jughead a little Mark Twain moment. You know, we've it ties into the Tom Sawyer thing. He's like, oh ho ho, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Ha 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 ha. Jesus Christ! Does does Donna just like stay up and go? I fucking knew it. Yeah, she yes, she absolutely no. does. Yes, yeah. she absolutely does. That makes she sense. absolutely does, which le- allows Betty to go. Oh, nice, but you couldn't prove it or find him. Aw, uh, looks like you didn't know it. Oh yeah. my God! <laughs> so Brett's, Brett's like somebody calls security because that's what Brett knows how to do. You know, Brett doesn't know how to call security himself. No, of course he doesn't. Right? No. Uh, and everybody's like, "Shut the fuck up, Brett!" And Betty yeah. takes their phones. Uh, this is also the wow. scene where Jughead says, "This is guns? a locked like, room they... mystery because everyone is locked in a room until the murderer is found." It oh, is, that fuck is not off. my understanding of yeah, a locked room that's mystery. Not, that's not a locked no. room mystery. No. And You're I just that's sorry. I was an English literature major. I don't have a degree. But also, but that's I know a clue that's situation. That's a clue situation. You lock the door, and then you find the yeah. killer. Like, that's yeah. clue. The, the, what it is, is the the uh, climax of any good mystery novel. You think about Knives Out, right? You have Benoit Blanc with his stupid accent sitting everyone <laughs> down and doing the Agatha Christie thing of, like, you could have done it, and here's how and why, but you didn't, and you could have done didn't. it. And he, like, that is not a locker yeah. room mystery. That is not <laughs> There's a donut with a hole, but that hole has another donut in it with a hole in the center of that donut. <laughs> man, I could watch him be Benoit Blanc forever. Forever. Just, forever. just keeping those, keep making those until I die. Please. I'll, I'll watch one every two years happily Absolutely. for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's discussed that like both Moose and Jughead were recruited to come to fancy school by Mr. Chipping uh, in their senior year. Um, then, for whatever reason, we segue to uh, Mr. Dupont was Peepaw's roommate. We're back on the right. Peepaw train. 
back on the Forest Peepaw train. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's who got the uh, the uh, fucking uh, Brothers novel. Yeah, the, and so I, yeah. I have noted here, this is not really a story about murder. This is a story about Peepaw passing down generational trauma. Yes. <laughs> I fully this really support this is that theory. And honestly, it's been proven by now. Uh, so now let's talk about forest Halloween. Peepaw. Yeah, forest peepaw. The one you remember the when forest. Jughead got drugged and put in a casket and then Moose yeah. vanished? That was so fun. Um, everybody. And Jughead thought Moose was dead, but actually Moose was in the army, but he was in the army because Mr. Chipping basically put him in the car and drove him to army. <laughs> uh, and what we're learning here is that Mr. Chipping drove Moose to army to save Moose's life. Uh, I'm really trying not to overdo it. No, you're doing great. <laughs> no, you, you are doing very good, Jim. Mr. DuPont is like, okay, listen, you're stupid, Jughead, and shut up. And Jughead says, as they say in Lord of the Flies, I have the conch. But you don't. There's no shell in this room. <laughs> good Lord. He's not holding anything. I don't know why they felt the need to shoehorn that freshman year literary reference into this senior yeah. level seminar. One of the writers read Lord of the Flies of the once flies. and remembered a quote from it. Yeah. Uh, to them, like, I would like to that's say. That's relevant here. Sucks to your asmar, Piggy. <laughs> Sucks to your asmar is something that I always say to my one friend that has asmar. <laughs> sicker burn than I have the conch, right? That is, yes. <laughs> I never feel bad about it. It's always great. It's hysterical. <laughs> Sucks to your asmar. Uh, uh, it's the best, the best thing in that entire book, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. After... Yeah. After Halloween, the writing competition started. Here's where we learned that uh, DuPont, heavy air quotes, legally acquired the Baxter Brothers brand from Forrest Peepaw. Um, yeah. And uh, the working assumption that Mr. Chipping was killed to protect that secret, but like legally acquiring a thing doesn't need to be a secret, so that's stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, but when Mr. Chipping jumped out of the window, when he did his ridiculous swan dive. Uh... <laughs> oh, God, is Chipping still fucking alive? No. No, okay. no, he's dead. Uh, thank no, God. he's he definitely dead. super dead. Uh, they All just right. cut, to, cut to, they remind us that, like, Jughead ran to the window and the rest of the students just sat there like, yep, yeah. we knew that was going to happen. Just kind of a normal Tuesday. Uh it is at this point that Brett Weston Wallace is like, well, haha, I got you. Actually, he did that because he was fucking Donna. Uh, to which Betty replies, you absolute nincompoop. Yeah. Nuh uh. I, Donna was definitely not fucking him. Uh, it, her confession was the same confession she recorded about Mr. Cotter on her confession tape that I found. And there is no Mr. Cotter. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> so get fucked was, and anyway it was a, a tv show seventy thousand years ago matt uh i see called welcome, welcome back, back cutter aha uh -huh. and the theme song went welcome back 
Welcome back, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, so then. Yeah, it had it had very big "say what you need to say" energy. Yeah. Welcome back was like all of the words in this song. Yep. Uh, anyway, they talked to the widow Chipping, who filled them in on Mr. Chipping's demons, namely the drinking, and he hated writing the Baxter brothers. Uh, right. The writing challenge was to devise a perfect murder, but what if the real challenge was to commit the perfect murder? Ooh. What then? Jim, do you have what a... What if uh, Moose and uh, Jughead uh, were brought sounds? in to be no. murdered? Oh, shit. To become part of the Stonewall Five, yes, yes, okay. Uh, but Mister Chipping knew this, and that's why he got Moose out of there. And then he couldn't kill Jughead; he couldn't let Jughead be killed. So instead, he killed himself. Well, fair enough. And wow. so we Jesus. are advised that what they have figured out is that every time a ghostwriter takes over a Baxter Brothers contract, they have to get away with murder to get the to. What? Get it. The fuck? <laughs> and that there have been four ghostwriters, and they are a responsible for the Stonewall Four. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but Jughead was awarded the contract. That was to make him the target. So somebody, the other, like, fancy kids who were in the know know that they have to kill Jughead to get the contract. Ah. Okay. Uh, and Jughead figured this out, because he says, because Mr. DuPont said that everybody collaborated on the story rewrite. Um, and that's how he knew mm. this was a uh, murder on the Orient Express situation where, like, his murder was basically a school group project. Yeah. Oh. But not yeah, as good as murder on the Orient Express because that's competently written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I love about this is, like, the jobs they had everybody do absolutely do kind of jive with how Donna would run a, a group project in school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. See. Yeah. You know, as we know, Donna distracted Betty. Brett led Jughead into the woods. At this point, Jughead makes a point of like, and I took off my rabbit mask and put on my life-saving beanie. You know what? Shut up. Yeah, actually, um, shut the fuck up, Jughead. Yeah. You so put a big old was, pillow underneath that shit. <laughs> there was no point in the rabbit mask at all um, and I don't understand Jughead's motivation for putting it on because it makes no sense. If the, if the uh, it's, deal was to like visually it's the make trick us, us the audience, to make us yeah. think that it's not Jughead in the mask. That's that's the entire purpose of it was for well, like a ten it did a second shit ass job. Yeah, like I don't know. It was it was to throw us the audience a red herring that maybe it wasn't Jughead that got hit. It, maybe it was somebody else because we never see his face when he switches out of it into the beanie, right? That's like, so stupid, though. Like, I understand that's why they did it. It's the conceit of the whole season is to trick yeah. us and not anybody in the show. It's so dumb because yeah. then because then they find his dead body. So like, oh, stupid. Uh, and then Jughead says that Joan hit him with a rock, and Joan's like, "Well, if you got hit well, from behind, uh, then how do you know it wasn't Jonathan?" But apparently Joan was wearing her perfume. So unless Jonathan was wearing jo Joan's perfume, Which it was Joan. Which might have been. Man, I, how much perfume does she wear? A lot. She um, has a signature a scent. Did you know how much? How... She has a signature scent that they never mentioned ever in the entire show before now. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to be unkind. Um, they... Like, they, they could have mentioned her perfume six episodes ago. That that's a thing they could have done. 
forgotten <laughs> but they're bad how at this. teenagers no, don't understand moderation when it comes to applying a personal scent product. Oh, I remember yeah, the days of Dracar Noir when we were... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Axe in... Body Spray for me, baby. Oh, yeah. See, we're, we're 30 years older than you, so back in the day... Oh, boy. In, in 1992, in, in high school, it was Dracar Noir. Dracar Noir. Yeah. They had, that, they had like, a lot of advertising. To and... this day, when I, when I smell Dracar Noir, I, first of all, know exactly what it is. And second of all, can, can like, put myself in the hallways of my high school. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, there was something. the scent of 1992. There yep. was something called axe bombing that happened in, um, in middle school and high school locker rooms. Oh, no. Where people would uh, take a pressurized can of Axe body spray, and then tape the button down and no. just throw it. Oh, and then that's just, a like, terrorist act. Yeah. yeah, it was like a smoke bomb of absolutely horrid uh, body spray. Yeah, uh, it was I guess the worst the, thing ever. <laughs> the benefit of growing up in the '90s is none of our scents were aerosolized. Yeah, you guys had like little pumps that you could do, yeah. but oh, we boy. had to do work. Yeah, well, yeah, because um, my uh, my hands are so frail because I didn't <laughs> because we had we had the hole in the ozone layer, mm-hmm. uh, and so like the aerosol sprays were banned, which ah. fixed the hole in the ozone layer, and then they <laughs> were, uh, uh, and then we ripped and it we open. We stopped again. putting Freon in um, refrigerators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know the guy? Do you know the same guy who invented Freon and made and basically made it so that we put that hole in the ozone layer is the is the self same person who was the, like the oh, leaded you know gasoline guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost destroyed humanity twice in Jesus one lifetime. Christ. Amazing. That guy could not be stopped. <laughs> yeah, he amazing. Was like, you know nah. what I love? Poison. <laughs> Two I love different love times poison. in his career as yeah. a chemist. He came up with ideas that would end humanity. So, like, yeah. that guy is amazing. Holy shit. Really phenomenal. In two well, different ways. Just like, let's make everybody stupid and then let's burn them to a crisp. Have fun. Just, yeah. Just an absolute Bond villain genius. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, about Riverdale. Ugh. Because they were talking Ugh. about maybe it was Jonathan. Here is the one moment where Betty's like, by the way, did you kill Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, where's where's Johnny Boy? Where's and our it boy? It is here that Donna's like he had he has food poisoning. Don't fucking worry about Jonathan, okay? He's definitely dead. Yeah, he's don't... totally actually really dead. He's like in the bathroom. It's very embarrassing and gross. Don't go looking for him. It's <laughs> <laughs> very weird. He's had gross. food poisoning for four episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was for, Jonathan's for two job. Weeks. It was Jonathan's job to check Jughead's pulse. Also. By the way, so. So there should have been fingerprints on Jughead. I mean, they uh, didn't. He was out there. Oh, he showered. Right. Okay, listen. So then, so then we <laughs> review like Donna drugged Betty and uh, left her literally red-handed. Uh, and there's a little a little bit where Brett's like, "Her her devil's breath isn't real," and they discuss that it is real, which we know because we googled it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they sent Archie and Veronica to go find her. Uh, and, you know, they could have gotten away with it if they had actually killed Jughead. What happens is uh, Archie does CPR on Jughead. Jughead comes oh. to a little bit. Betty's like, we got to get you to the hospital. And Jughead's like, no, don't take me to the hospital. This really causes <sighs> Donna to snap. <laughs> Correctly. 
Yeah, Donna's like, why the fuck would you say no hospital? This is where yeah. the wheels really come off of Donna's plan, right? Yeah. It well, wouldn't be this situation. If they'd taken Jughead to the hospital, it would have been like, oh, no, I got hit in the head, and who can say what happened, but I'm alive, I, instead of this whole drawn-out thing. Uh, Jughead says, basically, I did it for love. That's the wrong It's that's the wrong not answer. What you say. Because that's if you're saying, wrong. I didn't want to go to the hospital because I knew they were they were trying to pin this on Betty... But like, oh, you're alive. Yeah, but then, and then it's if you're alive, you. Betty didn't do a murder. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Didn't do a murder. Game over. Everyone go home. And you could be like, <laughs> I don't want to press charges. Betty found me this way. And also, I if Betty wasn't there when I got hit in the head. Yeah. Somebody else hit me in the head. Um, I don't know. Betty then immediately calls Charles, which they knew. And they Charles comes with an FBI med van, which looks like an the old fuck? timey. Yeah. Am- 1950s. Like, yeah, 1950s, the like, one, finned ambulance. One of the ones that you have to make the noises with your mouth? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's somebody's Charles job to stick like, their head out the window and go, woo! <laughs> he just sticks his head out the window and says, get the fuck out of the way! Yeah. And that's it. Uh, and then Charles sends them back to the scene to clean the scene and ditch their clothes. Um, and it is here that they they have the conversation that we've seen in the the flash forward about like we're gonna go to school we're gonna play it normal we're not gonna talk about it we're gonna graduate and that was their is what we would have done if he was actually dead (laughs) oh my god exactly and then uh, it's the the whole episode it just keeps happening show us that he's a that he's a dingus and definitely didn't plan this right because he's like but the coroner yeah he was point, in on it. Jughead and Betty look at Brett and they're like, surely you know about bribes, right? Surely you have <laughs> done bribes before. Surely you are aware of bribes. My guy. Uh, Jughead says he, he cracked all of this while he was pretending to be dead. Mr. DuPont jumps in with a sick burn. He's like, this is better than anything you ever wrote for class. Oh, but, oh, shit. but you, didn't, you didn't say... Uh, who came out of the warehouse? Oh, well, Dr. Curdle, Dr. Curdle Jr. <laughs> is there being bribed. He's got a little a little scene. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Get that fucking They, they brought him back Curdle. out of retirement for yep. one tiny scene where he doesn't oh, yeah. even speak. He just counts money. Yeah, he counts money. Yeah. And you look at you. Jughead's putting on his own dead guy makeup. Fucking... That sucks. Really He's an exquisite dead guy. Really channeling some some irritating theater kid energy. Yeah. No. Let me do it. It's like it's I'm doing my own makeup like Heath Ledger and the Joker. Let me do it. Yeah. What subtle makeup Heath Ledger had in the Joker too. Yeah. Uh, I mean Batman. But then. For then I guess Betty went to interview the other ghost writers. Uh, oh wow. She, she shit. Okay. Here, Mr. DuPont says, well, like, legally, you then know that I never actually explicitly and specifically said to do murder. So, get fucked. So, I'm, I'm good. So, <laughs> I'm good. I never did say that. Like, my guy, that's not going to hold up in a court of law, but okay. Yeah, man. Uh, and now, now we're getting to, DuPont did, like, so many murders. He killed the members of his secret society. And I don't know if you remember, but there was, like... They were trying to find the original members of the Secret Society when they were looking for Peepaw. 
Right. And those there people were all dead. Yeah. And the only person left alive is Forrest Peepaw. Right. Uh, yeah, and... there was like a, a car accident, a diving accident, a mountain climbing yeah. accident. Are right. you ready for this? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Betty goes and unlocks the door and in comes F.P., Charles, and Forrest Peepaw. Holy shit! I knew, we knew that he was coming back though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Which, it's not the way that we we envisioned it, because I think the way we envisioned it was that Jughead, like, got saved in the woods by Forrest Peepaw. Yeah, Peepaw's. I thought After that Jughead was, like, would, like, be murdered. going to live with Forrest Peepaw. Which would have been that, better. That would have been better. Why would he not just go out into the woods and, like, Greendale or wherever the fuck it was? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh... But one of one of them, the one that's named after Dr. Seuss, uh, came to see Forrest Charles Peepaw Chickens. Death. That was <laughs> Charles Dickens. It's the Theodore Wiesel, maybe one. Went mm-hmm. to see Peepaw. Went to, went to went to the woods and found Peepaw and was like, "Oh man, Dupont totally killed Charles Chickens and Jane." And oh. um, Forrest Peepaw's like, "So to save my family, I said I was going out for milk." And I never came back. And I've been collecting evidence while living in the woods. Have you? Oh, come on. How? Is there a lot of evidence in the woods? Dude, no way. And for a bunch of perfect crimes, they're all like just accidents. They're not perfect crimes. Well, yeah. They're they're perfect crimes only in the sense that the local police failed to do any investigation because it looked enough like an accident that they were like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, yeah. Eh, yeah, we don't feel like doing more work today, they yeah. said. Which, hey, hey, that's the perfect crime. Find a local yeah. police station that doesn't have a coroner or yeah. objective. So now... <laughs> Who doesn't care how someone died? Uh, oh, you mean like Riverdale? Yeah, you mean like... <laughs> like the exactly. Seminole Classic. Almost exactly Carlisle like Riverdale. Almost exactly like Riverdale? That's crazy. Uh, so now we're refining the refining the idea the initial idea was jughead and moose were both invited to the school to be murdered the new refined ideas moose was invited to the school to be murdered jughead was invited to the school to be bait for forest people okay all right so charles found went with his daddy to find him and his his brother's people in the woods and get him to come back okay and then I guess they had enough evidence to get a search warrant and they've gone, they've already gone into DuPont's house. What? And f- found evidence of all of these murders. What? Trophies Why? that he kept because that he's he a serial killer. In a hollowed out English dictionary because he teaches Get out literature. of here, man. Oh my fucking God. So then DuPont's oh. like... I'm not a thief or a coward. I'm a builder. I pulled this whole school up from my own bootstraps, and then he just dives out the Mr. Chipping window. No fucking way. Yep. Did they... Did they... It's... What was that one? <laughs> oh, okay. I got, I got Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal, Mortal Kombat action. Please uh, tell me that they... so Sorry. apparent that he is going to run for this window that it's actually, like, really negligent of... FP and Charles I, anybody, to let him do it. I, when he stood up and walked over towards the window to, to give his speech about being a man yeah. of honor, I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, because it's so <laughs> it's, like, oh, man. it's gonna happen. 
Oh, this is gonna be He's so good. Gonna fucking take a header. <laughs> Wait, but hold on. Please tell me that they put like some sort of pads down at the bottom. Like <laughs> no, the he's dead. <laughs> no, Fuck. the exact same window. Come on, no. The exact yeah. same Come spot. On. He goes at a different angle. He kind of like goes half backwards through it. Yeah. Like oh, he, like a screwdriver. He doesn't. He doesn't like Superman. He kind of like shoulders it. Yeah. God damn it. Uh. uh we're almost done. By the way, this episode was Holy so shit. <laughs> Oh, Jim. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Jimbo. Uh, Holy shit. I'm so glad I came up with a way to, to liven up this terrible episode That's of television. That's so good. No, I uh, <laughs> I was so wrong for almost hating it. I, I'm so sorry. So now we have Betty and Jughead's brother doing interviews. Okay. First, All he interviews right. Jones. Joan. And Joan's like... I have diplomatic immunity. So, what? fuck you. Joan? It's not, it's not how diplomatic immunity works. It kind of is. <laughs> I looked it up, and you can have diplomatic immunity from murder. Really? I mean, yeah. you up. can, but it's not good for diplomacy. No, <laughs> it's not. It's. I mean, it's a bad situation, but I, you know, technically not wrong. And I, that means a lot for this show in particular. Mm. To be a little yeah. bit right is a huge win for them. Uh, yeah. And so Charles says, it's well, enough. like, if you if you just leave, if you just leave and use your diplomatic immunity, your friends are going to take all the heat. And Joan just, like, does another murder in front of Charles. She just says, they're not my friends. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and leaves. God <laughs> damn. She's like, fuck those people. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. Uh, they're not. I'm not with them. I don't actually yeah. go here anymore. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. She doesn't. She can't sit here. Uh, so then we have Charles and Donna. Uh, where Charles is like, why did you say that Brett had diplomatic immunity when it was Joan? Uh, and so Donna is, of course, crying. And she was like, this is all Brett's idea. Mr. No, DuPont gave me Mr. Chipping's tie pin and told me to lie. Like, okay, Donna. No. no. All wrong. right. Try again. That's for sure true. And we believe it. Fucking then wrong. We have Charles and Brett. And Brett's like suddenly remembered how bribes work, right? And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." He's like, "So I'll give you forty million." Have I actually been charged with a crime? And uh, Charles is like, "Yeah, uh, making kitty porn is yep. actually a crime. It's a pretty big That's one. That's a crime. So y'all are minors, baby. Yeah, that shit is illegal." Brett, in a in a an amazing show of unearned confidence. It's like, well, reduce my sentence, or I'll release your brother and sister's sex tape. What? Because he still has a, a video well, right. the, of Chughead uh, yeah, and, and Betty, Betty going at it. Charles stands it, up. He's so like, it's so easy to forget that Charles is also FP's son. I will never yep. let us forget it. Don't you no. worry. I will always remember, and I will always make it weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, Holy shit. So Charles stands up. He's like, let me think it over. He leaves the room. Then the door the door opens back up. Brett's like, oh, I made your decision. That was quick. Except it's Jughead and FP who've come in to do uh, to do a little Archie, right? To just punch 
this guy in the face <laughs> so much. Hell to the yes. With brass knuckles. Yeah. With brass knuckles? They beat the shit out of Brett Weston Wallace. And honestly, this scene could have been 10 minutes longer. <laughs> it, it, it could, could have just have. been on a loop. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so then uh, then we see B-Double Doves all beat up at the table and Charles comes back in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Charles Amazing. Charles comes back in with a coffee and he's like, <laughs> so, oh, so you do want to cooperate now. Amazing. With his face all fucked up. Oh, yeah. And he's his, like so His bloody. face is thoroughly fucked up. He's A so plus makeup up. department. Yeah. Good fucking God. It's he's got amazing. like the weird boxer eye. Yeah, yep. he's got that swollen eye, some teeth missing, a lot of blood. Uh, so then it's a cut to they find the sex tapes hidden in the school. Uh, and you're you're seeing that as a news report with Alice reporting. She has her job back, thank God, because let's not forget that FP does not have a job anymore. Yeah, he does right. not. He is not the sheriff anymore. So now we have the family in FP's house. We have uh, we where have, Betty lives. Yeah, where where. <laughs> 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 where uh, people who are dating Betty and Jughead uh, live. Also, their both of their brothers, Charles, is there. I was going to uh, say, this is a multi-generational <laughs> home. As is Jellybean. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> news, the news report is over. Everybody's like, great job, Alice. Uh, and Betty gets up. And Alice is like, but it's time for cake to celebrate that I have a job. Uh, and Betty's like, uh, I got to go do something first. So now we're getting to the what what is Donna's deal. Oh, okay. All right. We got Donna's in her dorm room. She's packing up. She's transferring to a new school. Yeah, pretty obviously. Yeah. Uh, no she also got the contract to write Baxter Brothers. Okay. This yeah, is still before, a going like, concern. Uh, uh, fucking Professor DuPont uh, on his fall down quickly made a little paper airplane of the contract. Yeah, Donna just forged it. his signature. She's been practicing it for a semester or two. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but also they're going to rebrand the Braxter Brothers as Tracy True, which is crazy because that's already an existing That is property. copyright infringement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't Yeah, both of those things exist thing. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes no sense. I'm not going to... Yeah. God, it's so dumb. Uh, anyways, discuss. This was all Donna's plan. She... Donna's like, you think I did this all for a YA book contract? You're so dumb. Uh, no, she didn't do it for that. She did it for revenge because... The um, last member of the Secret Society was a lady named Jane, who was Donna's grandmother, and DuPont stole ah. Tracy True from her. Um, and that's the info that Hermosa found out. Ah. And it's, uh, so now Betty's like, so you can walk away from that contract, or I will ruin your life. So how about that? So Goodbye. I'll give you some time to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> my god uh it's oh, also perfect then there's a little snippet of betty and jughead cleaning the bunker and they just jughead's like i can't believe i missed months with you doing this no. stupid fancy school thing and only going to one class that i didn't even pass what? um <laughs> so betty's exhausting. like well but we did solve eight murders so that's nice <laughs> that is a little cherry on top yeah there's still three more episodes why does this feel like the season finale well, because hopefully in those three the, episodes, we'll remember that Chip and Chick, and Chick Charles are, and the yeah. are evil. Tapes. 
Because if you'll remember, um, you probably learned this in school, right? You have you have the climax and then the denouement. Mm. Oh, mm. that's how narrative. I'm not going, sure. going a little English major on us over yeah, here. I don't think I remember the denouement. Sucks to your ass, but... <laughs> but also, they they're always setting up next season's thing at the end of the season. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta like wrap things up, and then be like, oh shit, VHS tapes or whatever. Ah uh, yes. Uh, now we have a little snippet of Cheryl and Betty where Cheryl's like, okay, but you really like making out with Archie, and uh, I know you have a thing for him, and I won't tell. Fucking damn. All right. Yep. Uh, it's then discussed that Mr. Honey legally has to allow Jughead back into school. I guess he didn't want to. I guess Mr. Honey didn't want to take Jughead back. Like, no, I don't want to have this fucking... Yeah. Uptight. You you left here to go to a bag. private school where I'm looking at your record and you only took one class, and your so grade in that class one is class. an incomplete. Yeah, and so you can't. And you witnessed the well. suicides of two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Both teachers of the class, like Defense of the Dark Arts or something. Yeah. Then yeah. Betty and Jughead, <laughs> yeah. who are dating, go home together to FP's house where they both live. And uh, <laughs> what the fuck? What is happening? What is happening? Uh, Peepaw's home for dinner and wouldn't Jughead like to stick around for a family dinner but the teens have to go to Pops the only place to eat uh, and it's discussed right. that like Peepaw plans to stick around then FP and Jughead have like a, a nice moment of like thanks for reuniting me with my bad daddy I realize now he was trying to protect me we have some healing to do but like I appreciate you you did a good thing okay alright so now now we're at Pops and as with the end of last season where Archie was like, let's make a vow to have a great senior year with no drama or pretend murders. Uh, Archie wants to make a vow again that they just have a few months left and let's have a nice time. And instead the girls are like, well, how about we make a vow that like, we'll make it so you two absolute nincompoops get to graduate. How about that? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Then Kevin shows up and the variety show is tomorrow and everyone has to sign up now to perform. Oh, fuck. What? So the, the next episode, episode is going to be week. a hoot. Oh my fucking god. Just do it! <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode isn't even going to be a musical. It's going to be a variety show. So no it's Sweeney be a variety Todd, I guess. Show. God damn uh, it. They had such a good everything. They, uh, they, I can like really so picture Cheryl's, Cheryl's Mrs. Lovett outfit. Oh, it would be stunning. You know, it, it would be so, it would be so slutty Halloween. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everything that we love from Cheryl. Yeah. Every How everything does. for her is slutty Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is slutty, slutty Halloween, Halloween Cheryl, is every day. Yeah. And that's it. We did it. We've, un- we've, d- we've discussed the mystery. It's not a who done it. It's a why done it. Now we know why. And who. <laughs> and uh, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listen, I do have to talk about this. I recently watched the the little the little wham documentary on Netflix. Uh-huh. George Michael wrote Careless Whisper when he was like in high school. Really? Was, yeah, it was on their first demo tape that nobody would nobody said was like, oh, that's not good enough for us to sign you. Wow. Jesus Whisper. Christ. Then he wow. got like they got signed, he got a big Motown producer to produce the song, and he hated it. So he he scrapped that. He auditioned, 
17 different saxophone players. Wow. Until wow. he found the one he liked and produced it himself. This is my favorite that's, story. That's right? awesome. I mean, it's a goofy, it's a very happy little documentary that's obviously very clearly produced with their approval because it's just like, um, I mean, I was gay, but it was chill. It didn't bother me to be deep me in the closet. Uh, yeah. But also it was very pure because they're both like, all I ever wanted to do was be in a band with my friend and I got to be in a band with my friend and we had a great time. Wow. Oh. I know, That's it's really sweet. Cool. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, what, I, I always think of George Michael in the background of uh, David Bowie and uh, I can't think of her name. But they're singing uh, Under Pressure with oh, Queen. Yeah. And, and George Michael is in backstage in the background of the shots, like singing along. Just, <laughs> and I'm like, just oh, living George his life, Michael, vibing. you're the best. Chilling, yeah. keeping it tight, having a great time. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a Chilling, very sweet little watch, honestly. I, I recommend it if you want something nice and you're going to learn. I won't tell you more fun facts so that you can enjoy the the thing. But the All Carol's right. Whisper thing blew my mind. Like, he, he had that song in his pocket for years. For, yeah, years and years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, uh, I guess that's Guilty it feet. for this week. They've, they've, they've gotten, gotten a rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. They've gotten a rhythm. It's not easy to pretend. (laughs) Well, we did it. I knew this would be a short one because the resolution was so goddamn stupid. Yep. Yeah, it was was just 44 minutes of them covering all of their mistakes. Yeah, remember when we said this? Here's the rest of the scene you didn't see. Ha ha. Yeah. And and trying to fix a season that was entirely them lying to the camera for no reason. Yep. And with that, the shortest a Riverdale runs through it episode to date. Wow, that was only an hour. Yeah, hour and five, baby. Holy Maybe crap! Six by the time we're I can done only maintain this morning zoo energy for so long. Yeah, yeah, I that mean, is the, the, that is true. Uh, but also, soft, this is a weekday, what, and I do like, have a job. So, and and breaks. it's Prime Day, so uh, it is the it is the uh, morning zoo energy. You know, God, you know, yeah. you look for them deals. So anyway, thanks for listening this week, everybody. This episode was so bad. Um, you can tell us how bad you thought it was on Twitter. Or... It's, it's weird in this day and age to see what's effectively a clips episode. Yeah. It's, like, shows just don't make weird. those anymore. Yeah. Um, you know you know who was great at a clips episode was Community. The community Ooh. did clips episodes? I don't even remember. It, they did one where it was like clips of shit we never saw happen. Yeah, Stargate did one of those. Their 200th episode is it. actually that. I loved it. Because uh, by by season eight or whatever of Stargate or seven, eight, I think it's eight. They they had already done like five clips episodes, <laughs> and then, ah. then they didn't because they they did one every year because that was a thing then, right? Like you, yeah, I guess you save a little money by going over the stuff that happened this season, uh, and not really producing a new episode. Yeah. And then they stopped doing it for a couple of years, and then the 200th episode is them doing a clips episode with clips that never happened, and it's amazing. Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> it, it is very funny. I do love that. Um. So yeah, follow us on Twitter, or we might we might go over to Threads. I'm not sure. If Twitter dies, then I, find us on Threads. I'm still a but, little apprehensive about Threads. I don't know. Uh, I needed to have thing. a chronological timeline of just people I follow instead of a fire hose of influencers and brands well, that, that, yeah, that I can't the, control. 
the real problem is we are all individually bad at social media. Yeah, that really and is And cannot the problem get is... it together for this, our passion project that makes us insane. Yeah, so... <laughs> you know, it was I, I mean, for, for personal use, I'm still a little on the fence about threads. Yeah, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, we're still I mean, on I, Twitter. I, I understand that they runs. threw it together in, like, minutes to to make up for when Twitter absolutely firebombed itself last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's probably got these features coming, like a chronological timeline of just the people I follow. Yeah. I mean, as I understand it, they hired all of the Twitter people, right? So yeah. I'm sure the features will get more robust because they've like, got, well, we they've got the knowledge base now. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but the, for, for me, the main thing Threads has going for it is that 20 years ago when I signed up for Instagram, I followed most of the people that I was following on Twitter. Yep. So I have that list already, and Threads just imports it automatically. Yep. So there, a, a lot of the people that I want to follow, I already follow, and I don't have to go searching for them. And that that was pretty nice. It's pretty great. Uh, but again, I can't see their, their tweets because it's not a list of just the people you follow. It's a unending fire hose of shit. Right. Um, but anyway, we are at Riverdale Runs on Twitter. Uh, Riverdale underscore runs on Instagram and mm. artipod gmail.com is our uh, email. It's A R R T I P O D. It's our initials. And um, man, what is yeah. going to happen in the next three episodes of this show? Well, God. so we so we have to they're going to graduate, right? They're going to figure out how Archie walks across the stage. And like, I already know he looks into the audience and sees people in uniforms they couldn't possibly have been wearing from a country that didn't exist and then goes and joins the army. Um. Mm. Yep. But there's still like I don't know. Are they going to say anything about the VHS tapes? Chick and Charles are still. Are they plotting together? Yeah, I don't know. Like what's going on with that? Yeah, they they also didn't cover how uh, Evelyn Evernever was absolutely in on Donna's plan and part of it. They're never going to talk about that. Yeah, that's gone. They forgot. Goodbye. They forgot about that. Goodbye forever, Evelyn Evernever. Um, yeah. and, and they have to cram that in along with the stupid variety show episode. Yeah. So some crazy shit is going to happen in this variety episode. Um, I can just tell. Uh, but anyway, our intro and outro song is Smooth Passenger by White Bones. Uh, or, yeah. Yep. I got it. And, uh. If you like jazz, you can go check them out. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. So. Wow. Yeah. We banged this terrible we episode out. Yeah. this shit up, gang. Easy peasy. Um, that's amazing. I have, like, ten minutes to relax before I have to leave to go walk this next dog. Hey, 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 look at that. But spectacular. Uh, yeah. So have a great week. Find whoever you can. Um, you know, take up, uh, get a little crochet kit like you see on the internet. Maybe try and, that out. And, uh, make some weird noises at your friends. Make some, download yeah, a soundboard app. They're gonna like it, I promise you. Yeah. Every, it'll work out the exact same way that you saw it work out <laughs> this time. Where everybody will be like, uh, I don't, well, I'll be like, uh, I don't know. But everybody will warm up. Um, and it don't, work. and don't fuck inside a locker room. You gotta be able to get out. Anyway, bye!
Thank you.